Welcome to episode 46 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John. How's it going? Not bad. Just uh, did my first draft at FNM. How'd it go? Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, My last opponent probably punted the game because he miscounted something. Like two turns prior to Uh. things actually happening. But, oh well. He's a he, he's a good guy, and like the whole the whole match, we kept kind of making like random little screw ups that we probably shouldn't have because we're bad. I mean, <laughs> nobody plays a perfect game of Magic. No, <laughs> but all right, so we got we got a big topic. I think it's bigger than we thought. <laughs> but so, you ready to to break out the soapbox, John? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking By about... soapbox, you mean swearing a crap ton. Yes, I do. So <laughs> we're going to kind of talk about something that happened last Monday um, uh, on January 15th. Um, they had the ban and restricted announcements. And they banned not one... Not two, not three, but four freaking cards in standard. Yay! So, for for those of you who aren't paying attention, they abandoned a tune with Aether, Rogue Refiner, Rampaging Ferocidon, and Ramop Ramnop Ruins. Ramanamalamas. So, John, let's some. Uh, I guess we'll just start out by asking the the um. Uh, the question on most people's minds. So, what the f- <laughs> That's a that's a pretty good question to ask, actually, if you think about it. Um, so, I'm not going to lie. I could probably figure this out if I wanted to, but I'm lazy. Um, I've heard two different things. One said that there's now ten cards banned in standard, and one says that there's now nine. There's somewhere think, around there. I think nine is the correct answer. Okay. So, for a nice way to, like, take this into, like, put this in perspective for you. Urza block standard. Fair and balanced magic. (laughs) The literal most broken block ever created in magic. Yes. Had ten cards banned in it. Alright. Let's just just get out here and ask this question then. We're not quite this, there yet. This set is not as broken as Urza's block by Dear any means. God, no. <laughs> I don't see Necropotence. <laughs> I don't see Necro. I don't see Tinker. I don't see Memory Jar. Like, entertainingly enough, they're banning, like, almost exclusively creatures. Yeah. As opposed to the exclusively non-creatures from Urza's block. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? This is all the player base's fault for being whiny bitches. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so, I think my thing is, is like, how, like, this is, there's multiple faults here. Like, it's somewhat Wizard's fault for, they took their eye off the ball, basically. They were focusing on other things and not the power level of sets, which is important. Uh-huh. And they've made changes to internally to handle that. I mean, they like play design and things like that. The other half, like so, 
I'm kind of okay with them with energy, like being the problem to some degree. Like, it's a totally brand new thing. It's a totally brand new mechanic. And guess what? They whiffed on it a little bit, a lot of it. Whatever. They whiffed on it. They 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 overshot with it. It's all good. Okay. So like the unknown is better than screwing up the like. If they would have printed Storm and had it bite them in the ass again. See, here's the thing, though, right? <laughs> Did they actually go too far with energy? I don't know. We're just going to make that assumption right now. Okay. Because that's their fault. Yes. So the other fault is everybody tripping f***ing balls because, oh my god, energy is broken. Uh, we can't handle it. This is terrible. There's absolutely no way to even deal with any of this stuff. The sky is falling. Magic's dead. Which, I don't believe any of that to be true. Like, is it too good? Probably, maybe. But part of it, like, I firmly believe that there is a non-zero number of bannings in standard that are due to panic absolutely. on the community's part. of People just absolutely freaking the hell out. And because they freaked the hell out so much, wizards had to do something. Yeah, like, that's basically what this all amounts to, right? It's like... The cards, like, a large majority of, like, the... Re like, if you, like, pay attention to stuff, like, when Felidar Guardian got emergency banned, mm -hmm. that wasn't because Watsy realized, you know, after a weekend, you know what, maybe we made a mistake. That was Watsy being like, well, there's a very, very, very loud, obnoxious minority freaking balls right now, and we need to do damage control. Yeah. Because that loud, loud, loud group is going to make the rational people go insane too and freak out. Yeah, like, it's literally, like, mob riot mentality, right? Like, you have all these perfectly reasonable law-abiding citizens, but a large enough group of people start going insane and everyone follows. It's literally how humans work. You, the Like, the ability for humans to think actively goes down the larger a group they're in. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, that's not just me, like you know, like hating on people who travel groups. That is literal, like scientific fact. You get dumber when you're around large groups of people. Uh, and that's why I'm a loner. As I say, that makes me feel better about hating internet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. So, how do you feel about these bands? I guess. Alright. So, like, how about this? Why four cards also? Like, All right. hit it. Just go for it. Go for it. We're, go we're gonna break this down one card at a time. Okay. Alright? Alright. So, uh, let's start with a tune with the Aether. Okay. The card is insanely powerful. Mm -hmm. Not be not just because it's a lay of the land, but because it it's a lay it's card neutral, it's a single mana, and it gives you two energy. Now, I mean, the thing is, is that it gives you two energy. If it, if that card was literally Lay of the Land, it would be nothing. Uh, yes and no. The thing is, you have to like, like, 
just saying that is not necessarily accurate because you have to realize like how finicky Teamer's mana base actually is. Yes, they're basically playing it because it gives them two energy, but the number of times that that, it, that card was necessary to fix your opponent's mana is way more than people probably realize. Like, anytime your opponent went turn one, Aether Hub, tap Aether Hub, use your only energy, lay of the land, mm -hmm. like, it reactivate. Sorry, it refreshed their Aether yeah. Hub, and it got them a land to actually cast things without wasting their energy. Like, yeah. But I mean, if it was literally, like, if they literally cast Lay of the Land there, like, nobody'd be complaining that that card needs to be banned. Absolutely not. Yeah. But, like, a lot of the time, like, it was just used as a mana fixer, right? Yeah. But, like... It, but, I... it's a mana, but, it's a, but it's a fine mana fixer with upside is the point I'm making. And the problem is, is they didn't cost for the upside. I understand that. And I agree with you, but okay. like you keep interrupting me as I like wanted to go into like a fucking rant about shit. <laughs> All right, go go. I'll, I'll shut up. I'll shut well, up. Now now, I, now it's kind of like you you ruined the vibe, man. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Here's the thing, though, right? There's a large group of people who I don't, like one of there was like this pro. I don't remember who it was, but he made a comment. He's like, Aether, a tune with Aether." is one mana, search your library for a land, and then choose one. Deal two damage to our creature, target, target creature gets negative two, negative two, target opponent, you know, put a plus one, plus one counter on your creature, get a thopter, like, he starts listing literally every single f***ing thing that any energy card can actually do, and says, this is everything a tooth either can do. That is wrong, and a flawed and whiny bitch way of thinking. Agree. Like, like yes, energy enables something, but the like yeah, that's like that's basically like someone telling you that like well, an island can draw you three cards or counter target spell or like unsummon a creature and then your opponent loses your life. Like, like island itself does not do that. The cards in the deck are the payoff. Ener like teamer energy is an insanely synergistic deck. Yes, that is why it is good, but that. Like, energy itself is not the problem. It's the fact that the deck was just such a good cohesive whole. And a tune with Aether, getting the mana... Like, <laughs> I just realized, like, this is, like... This is all tied into tune with Aether because we're going over all the blah, 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 blah. blah. Sorry. <laughs> so, like... Like, a tune with Aether is powerful, but everyone who's, like, a tune with Aether literally does everything is just stupid. Alright? Like... Yes, a tune with Aether is good, but the mana fixing, like you would not play one green get two energy, right? Like that is not something people would do. I don't mm -hmm. care who you are, what you say, that would not go in the deck. The fact that it was a lay of the land with upside, yes, it has upside, is the reason why it was in the deck. It wasn't just played for the upside, but it's still, it is what allowed the the energy decks to suddenly be four color, right? Like, because suddenly you can play a single swamp and uh, some other random land, and you have five swamps in your deck to splash your Arab God. Like, a tune with Aether is just completely ubiquitous in any deck that's playing energy. And that's basically why it was definitely going to be first on the chopping block. Mm -hmm. um, should it have been? No, but it is the thing that's most likely to get people to draw hate to it. So then, the next one in line is Rogue Refiner. Rogue Refiner is not so subtly 
the single most powerful card in any energy deck. And it's really weird to think of it that way, because like when, when I first saw Rogue Refiner, I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. It seems but, innocuous. Like, it's a you know, it's a three mana creature that enters the battlefield and draws you a card. The fact that with it up, is three, with upside. <laughs> yeah, with upside. The fact that it has three two in stats is actually mind blowing. Like yeah. most cards with that ability are like one ones. The fact it's 3-2, which means it can profitably trade and attack, is like this. Like a two, Rogue Refiner is basically the card that actually gave the uh, energy decks a game against basically any deck in the format. Mm-hmm. Even if you're like a control opponent had one, had two choices: counter it or kill it. And if you kill it, you're down a card. That's just bad, right? Or you more. You don't want to counter it because you don't want to waste a three mana counter on a three mana three two. Yeah. Like there's literally no win win situation against Rogue Refiner, and like you know once again like the random oh you get two energy yada 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 thing that everyone hates on so much is like yes like I very much agreed with Patrick Sullivan when he's of the opinion that Rogue Refiner more than any other card was the one that needed to be on the chopping block. Yeah. That's not to say that I think they should have banned something, but if they were going to ban something, Rogue Refiner had to go. Okay. So, once, like, Watsi is fully aware of everything going on, so they've accepted the fact that they need to ban things in Team Energy. But just like when they banned Smuggler's Copter and Ember Cool and um, Reflector Mage, they realize that they can't just ban cards from one deck. Like, they... Because if all they do is ban things from the best deck, the second best deck becomes the best deck. So, as a result, they had to ban something from Mono Red. Thank God it's no longer Realm Not Red. That's a terrible goddamn name. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Alliteration is cool. Mono Red is easier to say, and everyone already knows what you're talking about. So... Suddenly you have to start looking at what makes Ramanop Red tick, right? Like, what is it that makes this deck as good as it is? And it's basically the namesake card. Like, Ramanop Ruins gives them late-game inevitability where they previously didn't have it. Like, most mono-red decks, that's their problem. Eventually they just kind of run out of gas, right? You just can't keep up with your opponents doing... Ramanop Ruins allow them to do that. It is the most likely card to be banned without blatantly killing the deck. And the thing is, even, like, everyone's like, well, why didn't they ban Hazard? Why didn't they ban these cards? And yada yada. There's so much other random shit in Standard that can replace it, it doesn't matter. You ban Hazard and, all the, and they just start main decking Chandra's. Like, more mm-hmm. Chandra's. Right? You ban Beaumont Courier, and they just start main-decking the new Mog Fanatic. Is it as good? No, but it's a perfectly fine side grade, right? Yeah, it just needs to be a, an approximation. Like, Ramanop Ruins is the one card that nothing can replace it. So it makes sense that that's the card that you cut, that you get rid of if you want to weaken the deck enough. And then, 
the thing that blows everyone's minds was the fact that they banned Rampaging Frostdawn, because no one would have expected Rampaging Frostdawn. But if you actually sit down and think about how the deck works, and the way you normally do try and deal with a mono-red deck, Rampaging Frostdawn is... basically stops everything that stops mono-red. Like, yeah. it stops life gain, it's, it damages you for putting creatures into play, and it itself is the evasive attacker. Yeah, it's an evasive attacker on turn four, but you know if you're already getting beat down by a bunch of other stuff, that still matters. Yeah, I know um, Patrick Sullivan is personally not very happy about Frostdawn versus every other possible thing they could abandon it, but I think Frostdawn makes does actually make the most sense if you think hard about it. And like the one really nice thing about banning what they did is none of these cards are were worth more than $2. Like, yeah. if you had a full play set of every single one of these cards, you're out less than $10. Yeah. That's fine. Are, none of the decks are, like, dead either, are they? They're just... Not at all. Um, literally yesterday, there was, a de there was still a Teamer Energy deck that 5-0'd a league on Magic Online. <laughs> like, it's cards, like... Magic Online's up to date. All the cards are banned already. It's still 5 out. The deck can still win. It's just no longer as... Like, it's no longer everywhere like it was. Yeah. So it's almost like this had the desired effect. Almost. <laughs> okay. So... Alright. So, Sorry? No, what were you going to say? I, I was saying, like... I don't even... Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I had a thought and that went away. It's gone. We're so, okay. <laughs> so, was so the team energy was just too good then. So they had to ban the stuff, and then that just kind of led to the big avalanche of stuff. So, serve it up. <laughs> so, let's. <laughs> Let's def let's let's ask the question. What yeah. qualifies as too good? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to say something that probably is doesn't make sense to anyone, all right? Sounds Teamer normal. Energy, yeah, that's basically everything I say doesn't make sense to anyone but me. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense to me. Let's let's not even get ourselves here. <laughs> Teamer energy wasn't too good. It was just better than everything else. It was better than everything else people wanted to try. That's probably a better way of putting it. Okay. So, isn't that the problem? <laughs> I mean, like, just in this whole thing? No. Explain. So... To like, to understand where I'm coming from, you kind of have to like take a step back from everything and view literally everything about standard as a whole. Okay. All right. All right. So this standard format, like the reason why, t like Teamer was better than everything else, but it wasn't better. Than everything else by such a large margin to make every other deck unplayable. 
Okay. The main thing that Teamer had going for it was its consistency. Okay. It played a tune with the Aether, and it played Rogue Refiner. Both of those cards are absolutely amazing for increasing the consistency of your deck. That is where Teamer Energy thrived. It had the, like, the fact that it was consistent, and the fact that a lot, like, the fact that the energy mechanic in the deck was so, like, self-propagating and, like, self-feeding meant that every single one of your turns had so much potential options for what you should do that it resulted in people being able to leverage their skill a shit ton. So it was, like, pod. Basically, right? Like, it, like, it was pod, except for instead of doing crazy things with creatures, you're doing crazy things with, uh resource that is difficult to interact with. Okay. Pros absolutely loved this standard format. Because Teamer Energy is everything a pro wants in life. It's consistent, it's powerful, and it's very complex so that they can leverage their higher skill against those who aren't as good as them. But then you have to take into account things like that. There were still pros that were playing mono-red anyways. Hmm. Like, Ben Stark, limited mastermind, played mono-red in GPs. Like, he's not a guy who's going to play a strictly worse deck if he doesn't think that it still has game. And while, yes, that's still one of those decks, you know, is was basically Salta Energy, Teamer Energy, and Ramanop Red were, like, the three decks that everyone mm-hmm. thought were, like, the best thing to be doing... That's still, like, it's still, like, everyone's complaints still revolved around Teamer. But it's not just the fact that Teamer was good, it's also the fact that Teamer was consistent. Like, so what happens is you have all these pros who all they want to do is play decks like Teamer Energy because it gives them the highest chance of actually succeeding at their job. And then, so... All those people with, like, the competitive mindset, all they see are the pros playing this deck. And they want to be like the pros, so they're going to copy what the pros are doing. And it's, all of a sudden, that's all you ever see. It's all you see on coverage. That's all you see at the top tables, because that's all the people who are put on coverage and all the people who who would wind up on the top tables anyways, they're playing the deck that gives them the highest chance of winning. Like... The problem wasn't that Teamer was too good, it's the fact that it was just a little bit better than everything else, so it was the thing that everyone flocked to. Okay, fair. So... (laughs) I mean, this is what happens. Yes. I mean, it just feels like it, but... Like... The world is changing. <laughs> so people need to realize that. So, all right. Teamer and Mono Red get get a kick in the balls. What comes out on top now? Teamer and Mono Red. You still think they're just the best? I think Teamer lost more than Red did. Okay. Like, Teamer is noticeably weaker. Not having a consistent, reliable three drop that is guaranteed to be good in every matchup is 
bad for them. Okay. There's now a chance that dinosaurs actually could take over as the best mid-range deck. Okay. I don't know for sure if it will, but it could. Red is still just good. Like, red lost basically nothing. They lost their end game. That's it. Okay. Right? Like, they can still curve out, you know, one drop, two drop, three drop, hazard, kill you. Yeah. That they hasn't just, changed. They just do red things. Yeah, like, that hasn't changed. That's not going to change. That's that's red in a nutshell. Okay. Like, um, blue-black control lost absolutely nothing. But blue-black control had a good teamer matchup. It had a great teamer matchup. It was mm-hmm. almost unlosable if you drew even halfway decent. It had an okay Romanov Red matchup. You know, having okay. uh, eight different spells that say gain life on them is pretty dang good. The problem is now the format's different. The format's changing. The format is more diverse. Who actually knows how to build a control deck anymore? It's all over the goddamn place. Right? Like, so, who, like, you know, you can't reliably play control if you don't know what to expect. And there's a lot of stuff out there that's just, like, there's a lot of potential, so it's hard to build a good control deck. Uh, Blue-Black Pirates could possibly be, be a thing now. Like, they've gained a lot with this format. I don't think they've personally gained enough. They're basically, like, I don't know if they quite have enough to be a good tempo deck. They might. You know, the the Black-White Tokens deck that has always been, like, a Tier 2 option is still around. Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't lost anything. And, like, they already had a pretty okay teamer matchup. The only thing they lost to was sideboard cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're playing a bunch of 1-1 lifelinking tokens, which are pretty good against in the aggro matchup. Like, okay. the format appears to have opened up, but in but actuality... Ha- like, it's I'm just saying, is this just open. Is this just an illusion? Like... They waved their hands and did some things and make a couple decks like slightly worse. Then they're just like, yeah, this is totally more diverse than it really yeah. isn't. Like, nothing has actually changed. Just people's perception of the format has. They think things are more open. When in actuality, it's always been open. People just don't want to risk it, th- like, risk things. Right? Like, and as long as as long as people act and think the way they do about competitive formats they're never going like diversity is no longer an obtainable dream in standard it's like diversity is not a truly obtainable dream in basically any format except debatably legacy but even mm-hmm. legacy has like a best deck. The four color, de- the four color Deathrite Shaman deck, is perceived to be the best deck, because it has answers for everything. And like every format is like that. The difference is people just view things differently. Like the further back you go in formats, the more likely people are they are they're going to want to play their pet decks. But there are no pet decks in standard because standard changes all the time. There are pet decks in modern, but people are still willing to switch to whatever the current best deck is. You saw it when Infect was on the rise before the Abandoned Contection Chrome. You saw it with Death Shadow. And now you see it with the big mana decks because Death Shadow has trouble beating the big mana decks. People 
the like the younger a format is, the more likely people are willing to audible into a deck because they think it's going to give them the better chance of winning. When in actuality, there's always going to be like a top four best deck. It's never going to change. There will always be, you know, three or four decks that are the best thing you can possibly be doing. Everything else will be inferior. Like, even look at Vintage. Vintage is the same goddamn thing. Like, you go from very little diversity to, like, true diversity to some diversity in Modern to a reasonable amount of diversity in Legacy. You know, like, that's one of our selling points for Legacy is there's 23 different freaking decks you can play. Mm-hmm. But then you go to Vintage, and suddenly you have Storm, Shops, Blue-based control decks. <laughs> That's, yep, there we are. You have, you have Dredge. Dredge occasionally does something relevant. But I mean, like, that, is that Tier 2 or is that Tier 1? Yeah, who knows, right? But like, so like, <laughs> so you, once again, even, you still have four decks that basically everything is a variation of. Because that's just how the metagame gets. Yeah. But the difference between standard and vintage is the people in vintage are dedicated to vintage. They hate when cards get banned. They hate mm-hmm. when new cards even go into the format because they hate change, basically. <laughs> but, like, the point comes down to it, like, they don't want things to change. They will adapt themselves. Because that's just how vintage people approach things differently. And vintage isn't a format where people can freely flip-flop between whatever the deck they ha- they freaking feel like, right? Like, they're dedicated to the decks they play because that's the deck they own because you can only have so much power. Yeah, you can only afford so much. <laughs> yeah. You can only be like, well, maybe it's time to buy my place at a bazaar of Baghdad so I can play both shops and dredge. You're a goddamn no. heathen. Give me some of your money. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Like... Sometimes I feel like... I go into a lot of formats... And... I very rarely play... One of the top decks... And I don't know if it's just because I'm being an asshole <laughs> or if I'm if I'm literally trying to play the deck that I think that I enjoy the most or that I think I will be able I will be able to do the best with. Because here's the thing. <laughs> I am not good at certain strategies, and I am good at other strategies. Mm-hmm. Like and I feel like I feel like if I went into uh, like standard right now and tried to play an energy deck, it doesn't matter what that energy deck is. I like a mid range deck. I would just not play well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just I'm not, I, I'm not particularly good at playing those types of those types of decks. But like I feel like I can play a control deck okay ish if I understand the format. And I can play, you know, I feel like I could play a deck like, you know, in in aggro slash aggro combo deck like Infect or Heroic or something like that. Like, those kind of decks I get. But there's a lot of stuff I just don't get. And I feel like if a deck I don't get is the best deck, it's just, 
like I'm losing more percentage points by playing a deck I'm bad at than by playing a deck that fits my style. Like, I'm actually very, very similar in, in that regard. Mine, it's less about ability and more about, like, mentality, as it were, mm -hmm. though, for me. Like, yeah. I I can't play mid-range decks for long periods of time. I okay. find them exceedingly boring. Like... I'll, I love combo decks. I love aggro decks. I love control decks. I love toolbox decks. Like, you know, Birthing Pod is just, like, an amazing magic card for me because it gives you so many options. Mm -hmm. And, like, almost universally in standard, the best deck to be playing is going to be a mid-range deck. Yeah. Watsy wants standard to be like that because mid-range is the epitome of interaction. Mm-hmm. There's creatures trading off, there's removal spells being cast. Like, mid-range is what Watsy wants standard to be like. That's not a bad thing. I don't, no. you know, I don't freak out because, oh, they just want this, you know, deck archetype I don't like to be good. I just don't play tier 1 decks. The thing is, like, I know how I think, I know how my mind works... I know that I'm better with not mid-range decks because I literally will get bored. And if I'm bored, I'm going to make mistakes, right? Yep. Like, the deck has to hold my attention. So, like, you know, something like Rally the Ancestors, which is insanely complicated... That was fun to watch. <laughs> like, I love decks like that because they hold my attention. And, like, when I first started playing Rally, it was a Tier 2 deck. Mm -hmm. Like... I've almost always found some deck that was, you know, like, it topped 16 the Pro Tour, but it didn't top 8 the Pro Tour. And, like, it's almost, it's one of those decks that's just, like, it's so close to being, like, you know, Tier 1, but it's not quite there. And those are the decks that I love playing, because the reason why they're not Tier 1 is because there's just a little too much variance in them. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because I get pissed off when I get, you know, loosed because of variance. I love variance. <laughs> variance is sweet. I know. But, like... There's no reason why the large, a, a larger majority of Magic players can't, you know, just, they get so blinded by top 8 deck lists. Like, there was that when uh, Black Green Delirium, the one that ran like one or two yep. Emrakuls or three or whatever, like won the Pro Tour or top 8 of the Pro Tour, where the hell it was, literally in ninth place was a Jun Delirium deck. Mm -hmm. That top eight of the next GP, and no one ever played. I played the shit on that de that deck. That deck was great. Like I I had one of my most dominant standard runs of all time playing that deck because it had so much play to it. But no one cared because it didn't top eight except for that one Grand Prix. Yeah. It's like the play lines of that deck versus the Delirium deck were so drastically different. They were practically two different decks. But, like, I just super enjoyed it. And, like, there's no reason why other people... Like, I'm not saying everyone needs to be like me, because you really, really don't want to be like me. Trust me, my mind is all shades of fucked up. But, like, there's no reason why more people can't, like, look at decks at top 16 instead of just top 8 and try and think of a deck 
or like you know like find something that just needs a little bit more work like eight the blue black deck that i was like the most dominant person ever in standard with was an adrian sullivan list no one else ever played the deck because it required so much time and energy to apply yourself to make it good no one wanted to do it and instead people complained because obzon was the deck that would only you only ever saw obzon or you mm-hmm. only ever saw Jeskai. It's like, there's so many other, like, just branch out, you heads. <laughs> like, it was going, that was going super inspirational, and then it was like, you're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I like, can only be so inspirational, right? Uh, Before I just want to start beating someone with a like, goddamn club. I don't know, I feel like that is a big thing, though. Like, obviously you can't win with everything. Like, there are certain decks that you will just lose with because they're not good enough. But I feel like there's a lot more play to decks than people give credit for. Like, even that, that like, blue-black list you have for Modern, like, that list is sweet, man. The list is sweet? The list yeah. can beat literally any deck. Uh-huh. You just need to not make a single mistake ever. Yeah, and that's why I Yeah, or lost. you die. <laughs> <laughs> I did okay with that deck. Yeah, like you, like but, you didn't play poor, like you know, completely abysmal by any stretch of imagination. Like you did fine with it, but like, you know, you know damn well when you made a mistake with that. Deck. Oh God, yeah, you get punished super like, hard. And that's just like, that's the beauty of decks like that, right? Like they require, like they require so much like thought and energy going into it. But like that's also the downfall of decks like that. Yeah, there is no, there's like such a small percentage of people who could bring that deck to a modern Grand Prix and go through two ga- like two days of it and make top eight and still have a brain that can function. Yeah, it would just grind your brain into dust. Like and I'm not I'm you know, once again I'm not like trying to like toot the horn of like, you know, like the sweet decks that you know I'm able to brew up and shit. Like that's just like that's just how I am their sweet decks. Like that's just how control decks are, right? Like it's there's a lot it's very difficult for like a typical magic player to be able to just play at the high a high enough level that you need to play at to reliably play a purely interactive control deck in a format like modern yeah like even the control decks that are like are starting to see a lot of play right now like the jeskai lists like a lot of them run uh, Geist of St. Traft, which, mm-hmm. no offense, isn't a complicated magic card. You just turn the goddamn thing sideways. Yeah, like, and it does stuff. And, like, people don't appreciate how much of a difference being able to go bolt-snap-bolt is also. Like, yeah. being able to play to the line of burning your opponent out is all like makes it so much easier to actually close out that game than trying to figure out how to time everything to where you can, like, somehow start getting in with a Kalidus, right? Yeah. Like, like oh, man. I but, like, but, yeah. the decks are also super rewarding to play. <laughs> it, it feels so good with winning some, winning with some of those decks. Like, I don't know. I... I mean, I've I've lamented before that, like, people... I, uh, I, I'm trying to think how to phrase it, but I've lamented that basically I can't play 
like casual magic everywhere like <laughs> and yep. play just dumb decks and get a win here and there and i've ex- like i accept that when i go and play like at events and things like that but i think i don't know i i think people think they get more percentage points out of the deck they're playing than how well they play the deck because it's it's far easier to blame the inanimate object that you brought there that somebody else designed and you maybe made a tweak or two or something to it or whatever than to blame yourself for being a bad player. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's much easier on the ego to do that. And I just think that's straight up wrong. I think if people were a little more introspective with that and were able to say, hey, I lost this game not because my deck was bad. My deck actually could have won this game. It's because I sucked. Yep. Like, most of the time, that's what happens. Like, you know, obviously variance is a thing and stuff, but, I mean, there's a lot of times where, I mean, even with that variance thing, you get the option to mulligan, like, <laughs> and it does something there. So, I don't know. I I think I think Tier 2 decks have a lot more play than people think, and this, like... I don't know. To bring it all back around, we didn't need to ban four goddamn cards in standard. We didn't need to ban nine goddamn cards in standard. Like, don't get me wrong, there were some definite misses in this area. Like, there's some cards that are just probably too good, like, when they printed them. But... I think people overreacted to a lot more of them than they needed to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Uh. There, like... I I have to give Watsy credit, because at this point, they're basically sticking to their guns, right? Like, yeah. they've already shown that they're willing to mass ban cards. Uh, yeah. And w- what they've basically done at this point is say... If we're going to ban stuff, we're going to ban the shit out of stuff. Yeah. And, like, I almost respect them for that to a degree. Yeah, I agree. They're not doing, like, the Band-Aid fix, right? Of, like, well, we'll just ban this one card and see what happens. No, we'll just ban this one card and see what happens. They're just like, all right, you guys want a different format? Fine. Let's chop off half the goddamn decks and see what you guys make of it now. Yeah. Oh, Wizards isn't going to ban a bunch of shit. They never would do stuff like that. And Wizards is like, hold my beer. (laughs) Ah, Wizards doesn't care about the format. They're willing to make, they're willing to let anything go. They just want our money, yada, yada, yada. All right, guys, you asked for it. Uh, Flamethrower. I mean, I don't know. I hope... I hope going forward with play design and everything like that, that we don't get the mass bannings in here. I mean, I can't imagine they ban anything at Ixalan or Rivals. Dominaria is the first set that had play design, so hopefully they have it tuned up, or hopefully it's tuned up by then, but like, yeah, I don't know. So. So. Speaking of Rivals of Ixalan, there is a certain subsect of individuals who are of the opinion that sometime within the next six months, Watsi will ban 
ravenous chupacabra. What is your opinion on the thought of banning a goddamn shriek ma? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, uh, uh, oh my god, are are you people that? insane that you just want to ban every goddamn card that looks like it's even remotely playable like so all right all right like so here's the deal that card's good that card is totally fine i'm pretty sure a creature with that type of effect has never not seen play in standard no it like that card will see play but like, it's a goddamn tutu. Like, <laughs> like I I get it. It's a it's a it's a freaking impale with upside. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's better than that. Like, like we we get this. It's a sorcery speed removal spell that has a tutu body. Like that is not insane by any goddamn means. Like, oh, oh it just gets outclassed by everything in any reasonable goddamn format. You play that card, and that tutu doesn't mean a fucking thing after that. Like, oh, oh. So, this is kind of how I'm approaching the card as a whole, right? Yeah. This card is a sorcery speed murder. Yep. With a savannah lions attached to it. Pretty much. I mean, think of. I mean, you can even think about it like this. Like you, in the best case scenario, it's destroy your opponent's strongest creature and destroy your opponent's weakest creature. Mm-hmm. Like in a lot of cases, that's how it is. Like I, I like I don't know. Like the card's good, so I've been playing. I've been playing the card in my deck on Arena, and like I really like the card, but all it does is kill a goddamn creature. And then, I mean, it's a 2-2, that's nice. It gets the beats in a little bit, kind of, somewhat. But, like, ugh. It's just a 2-2. It's just, it's just a 2-2. Like, I think a lot of people uh, are blinded by, like, the fact, so this is the first Shriek Maw effect that can literally kill anything. mm Mm-hmm. Like, Flame Tongue Kavu couldn't kill something with five toughness. Um, Sand Strangler couldn't kill anything with four or more toughness. Plus, you need to, to jump through hoops of having a desert in play. Shriek Ma mm. couldn't kill a non artifact. You know, it was terror. It yeah. couldn't kill a non black non artifact. And Necrotal was the same way. Yeah. The difference is, like, Shriek Ma had evasion. Sand yeah. Strangler was a 3 3. Mm-hmm. And Necrotal that's huge. Was, that is yeah. huge. Necrotal was a 2-1 first strike in a format when all creatures were shit. Yeah, like that a 2-1 first strike for that mana that you paid for that would have been a good card. Hmm. Like, I do think Chupacabra will see play in standard. Yes, yeah, I, I'm not delusional enough to think it won't. Like, but The card's good. Want, the card yeah. is good. But it's but, good because it's a 2-for-1 even though that you know the second part of that two is relatively mediocre, it's still a two for one. Yeah, like it's a two for one. It's a like, and I'm not saying it's not a good card. It is a it is a good card. 
Like, I am happy that I have that in my decks. But, like, saying that it is ban-worthy, you just have absolutely no grasp on reality. It's not a format warping card, right? No, it's not a format warping card. It's it's an impale with upside. (laughs) Like, you hear people talking about, like, you know, like, well, Azor just dies to this card. Azor will never see play as long as Gear Hulk is still in the format. Yeah. It is worse than Gear Hulk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, instant speed removal is a thing in this format. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like if someone honestly wants to tell me that Ravenous Chupacabra is strictly better in every way than Vraska's Contempt... I will slap ah. them in the goddamn mouth. Like, you're... You, you come here and you tell me that that card is better, I will slap you in the fucking face. Like, and call you a bitch. <laughs> instant speed planeswalker removal plus life gain, you know, exiling. Like, so let's see. Let's let's think about Ravenous Chupacabra in a world post bannings. All right. Yep. Okay. You you shuffle up for your game against your opponent, and they're on the play. They're like turn one, Mountain Beaumont Courier attack go. Like, <laughs> that Chupacabra well, looks great, doesn't it? Like, well, shit. So then they're like, alright, you go, tap land, go. They're like, uh, you know, land, uh, whatever the hell the Kenra's name is, three, you go. Yeah. Like, well, f***. You're like, uh, untap, play a two drop creature, go. They're like, uh, third lands, play the Minotaur, that it, the three, two haste or swing, exert your guy can't block. You've suddenly taken ten damage that game. Then you untap and you do anything. Like, untap and play a fatal push. Like, untap and, lit- like, you know, kill one of their creatures. Then they they go to their turn, they play their fourth land, they play Hazoret. And they have an indestructible 5-4 god that's attacking you. Yeah, that, that chip, Chippercobber looks fucking great. Yeah, now, it's like, it? alright, so you're going to cast it, and you're going to kill their Beaumont Courier. And then they're going to yep. throw a random card at Chippercobber and nug you for five. Like... Yep. It's still, GG it's still <laughs> four mana for a two-two, and yeah, it killed something. Sweet, yeah, it can kill Galta, Primal Hunger, whatever. Cool, it can kill. It can kill creatures. Like, Sweet, yeah, it's good. It is a good card. Like, but it is not freaking bonkers. Yeah, so it's like, so let's see what happens, right? So you like, you're like. Let's think like magical Christmas land scenario. You you, you like slam turn four gull to primal hunting like primal hunger and your opponent untaps and plays a chupacabra and kills your Galta. You still have seven power in play on your turn five before you cast anything. Yeah. Uh, so here here also is the, the alright, the problem is not that the Chupacabra can kill your turn four Galta. The problem is that you're playing a f***ing 12-12 on turn four. <laughs> like, we, people have been bitching for the last... Like, throwing shit, I'm so pissed <laughs> off now. Like, like people have been bitching for the last, like, two goddamn sets. Two goddamn blocks. That they're like, oh, the threats are so much you know, so much worse than the... Or so much better than the answers. Oh, we can't play magic like this and stuff like that. And then they print some goddamn answers, and people also do is bitch about it and want to ban. Like, ugh. All you assholes out there who want shit like this and can't be fucking happy, you're the problem with magic. 
Also, I really get pissed off at people who complain about the flavor of the chupacabra not fitting in. Like, it doesn't make sense that the chupacabra can kill a dinosaur and yada yada yada. It's like Maybe it thinks it's, it's a like, goat. Here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's like this little fucking dog that can just kill a dinosaur. It's like, dog horror. Horror. It is an otherworldly entity that does whatever the hell it feels like. Horror. <laughs> whatever. Call it Creature 5 for all we care. It still kills your goddamn Yeah, dinosaur. but like, that's the thing, right? Like, everyone's like, ah, it's this, you know, it's this little dog that can kill dinosaurs. It's like, no. It's a horror. It's a beast horror. Goat sucker. Goat sucker. All that goat sucking. All right. John, is your blood pressure high enough? Uh, Mine is. All right. All right. We have one last thing to cover before we close up this episode. And this is the most important piece of the entire goddamn episode. With all the bannings and stuff happening, we cannot forget the true issue at hand here. Free mind twist. Seriously. I got Seriously. a sweet mi- invocation mind twist finally. Like, God, that thing looks great. That. That'd be great. I saw somebody um uh, Photoshop the art from that into um, one of the like old frames, mm-hmm. and it actually looked really awesome. Not surprised. That just like it looked. It looked like it was made for that. But seriously, free mind twist. Cool. Who, free who mind cares twist. Cares if it feels bad to get mind twisted, right? Like. Like, have you guys played Legacy? Have you read the cards Show and Tell and Emrakul or Grizzlebrand? Like, like, I got turn one. I'm on the draw. Turn one, uh, Trinisphere, playing some games of Legacy against a friend of mine. That's There's no universe where that feels better than Mind Twist. I would have rather been Mind Twisted. Yeah, it's like, dude, cast your freaking Mind Twist. My daze is going to love it when you tap out for that. But, okay. So, if you want to send us feedback on any of the insane shit we said this episode, you can shoot us an email at thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. John, any last words? I'm tired. Yeah, me too. All right, we'll close up shop then. So (laughs) we will catch you all next time. See ya.